one of the things I'm most proud of in my life is that I had cool friends who challenged me to go out west to be a snowboarder. Like we just all knew that's where the fun was at. You know, we knew it was bigger snow and bigger hills and bigger mountains and and everything. And we all believed in that, and we all went and did it. And it was just like your world explodes when you're on your own. Episode 93, April 2015. In this episode, famous designer Aaron Draplin talks about his influences from the artwork of the early skate and snowboard days, his thoughts about college and studying, and why he left his home to see what else is out there. Have you been heavily influenced by the artwork, style, and way of communicating of the early skateboard and snowboard brands of the 80s and 90s? Yeah, of course. I mean, because it was like, it was invented, it was by them, invented by them. You know what I mean? It wasn't, they, they made their own stuff. And that's just like such a big lesson because when we were skateboarders, everything that we were getting was from skateboarding. It wasn't from some big corporation or some big thing. It was, it was beautiful in its authenticity, you know? Yeah. And it felt dangerous, and it felt yeah. unruly. If the some big sporting goods store, you know, uh, sporting good company would have done it, it wouldn't have felt as fun. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's yeah. a big lesson there, and the lesson was: you want to make something, make it on your own. You want to have your own T-shirt brand, make your own T-shirt brand. All these years later, for me to have my own design company or whatever you want to call it, I owe so much of it to that spirit of like, not necessarily you know, just you don't even really know any better. You know what I mean? You don't even really know any better. You just make it because your buddies make it, and then it's like yours, and does it ever go past all your friends? Who cares? It still yeah. works for us. That's a really cool thing to me, you know? One thing that's, you know, really tricky is, you know, I grew up in a place that, you know, debatable or not, you know, it was a, kind of a depressed place. Michigan or, you know, we would go to Detroit where Detroit is always laughed at, always laughed at as this... Um, you know, this sort of fall of American ruins and stuff and this, you know, it just, it's just really, really weird. It also taught us that, you know, you have to go explore and you have to go try new things and you have to go and invent your world. And I don't think that would have been the same if I would have went to some big college, you know, where everything was sort of laid out in front of me and you had smaller and smaller options. I'm so thankful for the art that I love because it taught me to go question the bigger picture. Was it a hard kind of way to get there? Well, yeah, because it was like, you know, I mean, what's, what's the there? What's the, what's the getting there? If, you know, when I meet a kid who has gone from high school to college to college to a grad degree to grad degree to teaching, it's like, you got to be shitting me. That's just so unfair. It's so unfair to the kid paying for it. Because, am I saying the wrong words, but my favorite teachers could show something and say, I've been there. It was tough. Here's what I made. Now I'm going to tell you about it. And that was, that was just incredible to me to like, you know, to want to, um, to learn from those guys. I don't know. It's like when, when you're around someone who has a hard go and you see that stuff, you know, it scares you. It scares you to see someone go without. And, you know, my parents didn't have a lot, but they were smart with what they had. And that taught us a lot of lessons too. So for me to go out and try to like be, I almost felt guilty to go after something that I wanted to do. Not what I just was the safe bet. That's really what yeah. skateboarding and shit kind of taught me. It's okay to go do that. You might not make it, but at least you gave it a shot, you know, and shit, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, instead of like just waiting around for something to happen in Michigan, which not a lot's happening where I'm from, 
but maybe it is. I mean, I'm wrong. Like every time I say that, I feel it's like I'm like I wonder if I sound like I'm, I'm a, like a bad person or something saying that shit. But there wasn't anything for me. I didn't feel that. There wasn't. First of all, there weren't mountains. You know, they go snowboarding on, right? Right? Like, there weren't mountains. There were little places that we did our very best to make fun. But when you went out west, everything exploded, and it just it, I, I started thinking differently about how to spend my time outside and how to spend my time going after work and just everything. You know. Let's say you are 22 years old again today. With all the resources and technologies at your mouse finger these days, would you go to college for studying design again? Well, it just depends. It depends if you have the... What would you even call it? If you have the fire or something to be like, I'm going to go teach myself. You don't need to go. You don't need to go, you know. Do you have the fire inside you to say, I'm going to go make it work for myself, you know. But some people don't have that. They don't have that, you know, that they're going to go have to spend the next... I mean, what was the like the Outliers Gladwell thing about like ten thousand hours or something? That's a big commitment. I mean, how many hours on on Earth do you have? But it's like before design was a job, it was what I loved to do. It was like a it was like a, it was like a hobby. It didn't feel like I was putting in ten thousand hours. It felt like this is something cool to do. You know, it was fun to make things. It was fun to learn the software. It was fun to take a Coke can and rebuild it. You know, learn how to rebuild it. So. When I went back to school, I thought I was missing out on something. Well, yeah, I was. I was critically thinking about what I was doing or why I was doing it or design issues. And a lot of that shit was, you know, just vapor, you know, whatever you want to call it. It was kind of like, you know, this like, I want to say it was fabricated, but it was like really elite thinking that I, I never really needed to go utilize. When I got done and I go get a job, you, you, you better know how to show up on time and you better know how to work with a budget and be like a good worker. So a lot of those things I was just really thankful to go and learn about when I went to school. So the answer is yes, go to school. You're gonna, your eyes are going to be open to so many like this like odd sense of like um, inflated critical discourse. That's really good to make you question what you do, you know. But but did I ever really use it? Well, I probably use it in everything. I, I every decision I try to make right now. But it also taught me like you know the biggest job isn't necessarily the coolest job. That was school taught me that because I saw the kids gunning for the big jobs and then the guy would get the job and he'd come back and say it sucks you know whatever you know so when I when I was offered a couple of those big jobs I didn't take them I took a job at a snowboarding mag instead what part of me like took half the money I was I was offered more money to go to the other job I took half or whatever you want to call it and because it just sounded fun like what part of me thought that that was okay well I still don't really even know <laughs> do you think Early on, you have been good at sniffing out bullshit. It's funny saying that because, you know, I, I get, you know, I'm such a bullshitter myself. But, it's, but you know, it's like, uh, I'd, I'd hope so. I mean, I mean, it, it just comes down to like, I remember, you know, it's interesting to me. It's like, I remember kids quitting their job, right? They would quit their job. Like, they would just, fuck it, I quit and walk out. They were mad. And it always seemed to me that it was so reckless that it was like, it was almost more punk rock to just play by the rules and then not let those things get you down. You know what I mean? Like, it's really interesting, like, like with cops. Like, I'm, I've never really been a big drinker. I don't really smoke weed or any of this kind of shit. And when I was 17 years old, pull me over. Go through my car. I had the confidence and the, and the, uh, the understanding of my basic rights to say, go tear the car apart, but you're going to have to put it back together to some cop. You know, it happened a couple times. And the guy would kind of look at you you're supposed to be squirming and freaking out, and yet he had no control over me. Every other kid 
was screwing around with the weed and the, whatever it was. And to me, it seemed like almost more provocative to not allow someone to offer you all these shitty options and everyone takes them and then get in trouble by them. It was smarter to take a big overview and say, whatever, do it every now and again. Don't get caught. Don't be stupid about it. You know, whatever, you know, all these years later, I'm not a drinker. You know, I got my own set of problems, sure. But it's like, I'm not battling that stuff that's like we're force fed with, you know. I don't know if that's, you know, I sniffed out bullshit in it a long time ago or, you know, we had people in our family get in trouble with it. So that's not really sniffing it out as much as like just trying to learn from some of the mistakes around, you know, whatever, you know, being warned about it from my parents, you know. Be careful with this stuff, you know, whatever it was. So, you know, how that factors in today to, like, any job that I take, if I sense that someone is going to take me for a ride, I'm out. Be it a client, I'm just, I try to be as professional as possible and say, I'm sorry, this might not be the right fit for me, and good luck to you, and, you know, whatever. It's not like you just kind of say, fuck it, and hang up the phone. No, 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 none of that, none of that. You know, I'm good about that stuff. And it's like, you know, it's interesting to me that, like, you know, I forget to be thankful that I'm even in that position. I have to be very, I have to remind myself that things are awesome <laughs> all the time, you know, and things are, I mean, it's, it, things are great, you know, so. In one of your interviews, you talked about like your probable trajectory in life, like you ha could have uh, maybe also be a plumber today, right? How did you manage to change your own trajectory and get where you are today? I moved out of Northern Michigan. I had to leave my little hometown. And, you know, one of my clients I have is, is from Italy. My buddy Martino Fumagalli, he's from, from northern Italy, up above Milan, and this really incredible guy and a, a good friend of mine now. You know, all these years later, he trusted me with his brand. But one time he said to me, he said, you know, you move so far away from your home. Why? Because he never really lived more than maybe 70 or 80 or 100 kilometers away from where he was born. He's from Italy. He lives close to his family. And it's a different thing. And it's like, well, that's great and all if there was industry there for you. That's great and all if there was a world where you could tap into to make a living. I didn't feel that in northern Michigan. And I, I go back all the time to see my mom, and it's still true. It's tougher to make it back there. They didn't have the snowboard world. You know, if you want to be a skateboarder, you go to California. If you want to be a snowboarder, well, I don't know. You go to Seattle, you go to Portland, you go to San Francisco, I guess, you know, California, whatever. You have to go to Colorado. You have to go to these places, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You have to go to these places to be around more like-minded people. I had to go do that. Not only did I get to be out in the snowboarding world, but I got to see all the pros. I got to see all the politics. I got to see all the art. I got to see all the new products. It was exciting. That was not going to happen in northern Michigan. So how did I change my trajectory? I left it. I left it. It was okay. You can always go home. I am from a beautiful place of the world, northern Michigan. It's beautiful on Lake Michigan. It is beautiful up there. And I forget how beautiful it is. When I go home and see my buddy Bry with his family or my buddy Eric Campbell who's making, doing beautiful work, graphic design work in my little hometown, well, he is one of the greatest you know, designers in that town. It's cool. It's great to see. But it's a tougher go. I wanted to go see what else was out there. You know, I wanted to go see what it was like to be in Alaska. I did four summers up there. I wanted to see what it was like to live in Los Angeles, well, close to Los Angeles. And it was apeshit. Will I ever go back? I'll go back, but I won't live there. It's just, how did I change it? Well, I had to figure it out. Now, okay, so what happens when you're a kid in the middle of nowhere? Well, take on as many jobs as you can take on, save your money, and go. Anyone can buy a plane ticket. Anyone can buy a little car and drive themselves out of it. It's going to take hard work for everybody. Some, you said some people luck out. Must be nice. Must be nice. That, it wasn't that way for me. It took work. It took 
it took going without. If you go somewhere, at least you tried. You go somewhere and you fall on your face and you have to go home. At least you gave it a shot. You know what I mean? So many people will never do that and will never know what's what it's like to live somewhere else because they're afraid or something. You know, I just one of the things I'm most proud of in my life is that I had cool friends who challenged me to go out west to be a snowboarder. Like, we just all knew that's where the fun was at, you know. We knew it was bigger snow and bigger hills and bigger mountains and, and everything. And we all believed in that, and we all went and did it. And it was just like your world explodes when you're on your own, you know. I remember when I, the day – I'll never forget the whole first day when I left. I can remember all of it because everything was, like, surreal. Everything was big and awesome and scary and exciting and it's like that wouldn't have happened back in my hometown it just wouldn't have happened